Hey everybody, this is episode 20 of the Simple Power Podcast, and this week we're talking about receiving the kingdom of God. Stay tuned, it starts right now. All right, everybody, welcome to the Simple Power Podcast, where we think practically about experiencing the presence and the power of God in our daily lives. I'm your host, Duke Lamastra, and I'm so, so grateful that you're here. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time here, make sure that you click on that subscribe button so that you always get notified first whenever new episodes become available. And if anything about this week's episode uh, ministers to you, if you get something out of it, if you would share it with Somebody that you know, just share the link with them and let them know so that they can hear it as well. I would really, really appreciate that. The thought on my mind for this week is about the mindset around receiving. I think that one of the most undervalued skill sets, and uh, it's strange that I'm even referring to it as a skill set, but the ability to receive and to receive the right way is so important. We have become so conditioned to grind and hustle and painstakingly work our way through life that when it comes to receiving something, it's like we almost don't know how to handle it. We like actually get suspicious of people. Like if somebody wants to just give you something out of nowhere that you didn't earn, that you didn't work for, like sometimes we can get suspicious about that. We're like, uh, what's the catch? What's this all about? Are you trying to get something out of me? Or, you know, is there fine print somewhere? what's going on? What is this about? The suspicion might be because we think that nothing in life is free. We've been taught that or because deep down, we don't think that we're actually good enough to receive it without effort. It can actually be a heart issue that's going on there. Receiving should be easy, but there's something called pride that gets in the way. And pride can disguise itself in many different forms. Like pride can disguise itself as humility, for example, but it's just a lie. And pride will cause you to turn blessing away because you think that it makes you vulnerable. Most of us like the idea of getting what we deserve, what we've earned, what we've worked hard for, but when it comes to receiving, when we haven't done anything to deserve it or to earn it, I don't know. I just feel like we can get a little bit weird about it sometimes. Some people can't even take a compliment graciously. Like somebody tells you that they like your dress and you say, oh, you mean this old thing? Like you have to put some kind of spin or twist on it. Like the correct response there is thank you. All right. (laughs) I would imagine that there are some people listening to this podcast that are actually very big givers and you know maybe you love to give that's awesome keep giving but in all your giving don't forget about the fact that there comes a time to receive as well there's a time for everything I used to be hesitant about about receiving gifts like money or whatever like I'd be hesitant I would turn people away I would say no you don't have to do that and that kind of thing But I realized that receiving or excuse me, refusing to receive from people, it actually robs them of the blessing of giving of what they're trying to do of what they had in their heart to do. The Bible actually says that it's better to give than to receive. And so many times I think that we're, you know, worried that we're taking advantage or that we're giving somebody an advantage over us because they're giving something to us or whatever. 
And we can have the wrong mindset when it comes to receiving. And we can allow pride to get in the way and make us feel like we're giving someone an advantage over us or even feel guilty about getting something that we didn't work for, feeling like we owe something to that person who gave. Guess what? It's actually better to give than to receive, meaning that it's better for the person that's giving to you. Like, let them give. Let them have that blessing. The Bible is very, very clear. Give and it will come back to you. That's how this works. That's how the kingdom of God works. And so when somebody gives to you out of a sincere desire of their heart because they just want to bless you or whatever, let it happen. Let them do it. There are some circumstances, and I think they're very few and far between, where it might not be in the best interest of the other person to receive what they're trying to give you. Like, if you feel like they're giving to you out of a sense of obligation because they feel guilty about something or whatever, but they're doing it out of some kind of compulsion or what, like, like that's where things start to get twisted. And I'm not talking about those circumstances, but I am talking about in most cases, when somebody is giving or they want to give to you, whether it's their, whether it's money or a gift or time or whatever it is, for the most part, just let it happen because in the long run, it's going to come back to them. This was particularly difficult for me back when I was a missionary. Uh, I had to raise financial support to be a missionary in Mexico. I had to ask people, lots of people <laughs> for money. I did not like it at all. I didn't like asking people to donate to my cause. You know, I had never done it before. It wasn't something that I was used to. But there was also something on the inside of me that felt like nobody's going to want to support me. Like, who's going to want to support me going to Mexico? And I had this idea in my head that, like, I just, I wasn't worth it or I didn't deserve it or whatever. Honestly, I kind of felt like I was taking advantage of people by asking for their support. But eventually I realized that they were actually giving because they wanted to. I had to recognize that there was something wrong in my heart when it came to receiving. I had to deal with it because it didn't just show up in money for missions. It showed up all over the place. Most notably, it showed up in my walk with the Lord. I was like really good at forgiving people and really good about telling people about God's grace. And when they did something wrong and messed up, I was really good at, you know, encouraging them and, hey, don't beat yourself up about it. God forgave you. It's okay. And I would give that away to other people. But then at the same time, I would be walking around with so much condemnation and guilt myself. When it came to me, I couldn't receive the same thing that I was preaching to everybody else. It was difficult for me. I had to deal with that because it was an issue in my heart of being able to freely receive and accept the grace of God, the goodness of God that had been bestowed upon me. Giving and receiving goes both ways. The point is to develop a generous heart. A generous heart loves to give, but also recognizes that there is a time to receive. Here's the thing. As children of God, our lives are predicated on receiving what Jesus has accomplished for us. Now, look, I'm not talking about walking around and expecting everyone to give stuff to you all the time. That's not it. It's not about developing an entitlement mentality. It's obviously not about, you know, thinking that you're better than other people and that you deserve this more than somebody else. This isn't about getting upset when you don't get what you think you deserve, but it's really important that we're able Able to receive because there are so many things in the kingdom of God that you can't get any other way. 
There are times when you will have to go after something. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. There are plenty of things in life that are not just given to you, but at the same time, there are a lot of things that you will only receive, that you will only experience when you understand the nature of the inheritance that God has provided you with. Here's the deal. We have to use balance. Just for example, salvation, forgiveness, eternal life, all that, it's all been given to you. Jesus bought it for you. It's a gift. All you have to do is receive it. Done. He gives you unconditional love. He gives you according to the riches of his glory. There is no shortage in the kingdom of God. There is no lack. He has given you everything that you will ever need, but he's also given you promises for you to go after in partnership with him. I'm not at all advocating like some kind of a passive Christianity where we just wait for everything to come to us. We wait uh, for God to do everything for us. I'm talking about resting in the fact that his grace labors on your behalf to accomplish every single assignment he's given you. It doesn't mean you do nothing, but it does mean recognizing that he is your source. If he promised you something impossible, rely on his resources to get it accomplished, not your own. I don't know about you, but for a long time, I operated based on the mindset that I had to earn everything. I had to earn God's affection. I had to earn his approval. I had to act right all the time. And when I messed up, I definitely had to pay for it. Did you know that like when you walk around with guilt and condemnation over something that you did wrong, it's actually a futile attempt to try and pay for something that's already been paid for. You think you deserve to feel guilty over your sin or your mistakes or whatever. Guess what? It's a lie. It's absolutely not true. Jesus paid the full Price, you are accepted by your heavenly father, not on the basis of your works that you've done, but on the basis of the finished works of Jesus Christ. He went to the cross for you. Why? Because you couldn't do it yourself. He made you righteous. Why? Because you couldn't do it for yourself. But here you are trying to earn something or become worthy for something that has already been perfectly taken care of. You're trying to prove yourself, trying to become more valuable. Look, that ship sailed a long time ago. He already did it. He made you more valuable than you could possibly imagine. Do you remember the story of the prodigal son? He left his home in a really, really terrible way. He wasted his inheritance. He squandered his money. He dishonored his family. And then he decided to return home, but he knew that he wouldn't be able to return home or so he thought he wouldn't be able to return home as a son, but he thought he was living in such a terrible way, no money, no resources. He didn't think that he would be worthy to be accepted back as a son, but he thought if he could just come back and be a hired hand, a servant for his father, then his life would be infinitely better than the one that he was currently living in that state. But we, if you know the story, as he was going home, his father ran out to meet him. His father hugged him. He embraced him. He called for shoes to be put on his feet. He, he, he had a ring put on his, fig, on his finger signifying authority. He called for the best robe signifying a restoration of his position. They had a party to celebrate his return. 
Regardless of what you've done, what you've been through, that stuff does not disqualify you because the qualification was never yours to fulfill in the first place. You are qualified because of who he is. Colossians 1 verse 12 says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has qualified us. He qualified you. The Father qualified you. It's over. It's done. You don't have anything else to prove, anything else to do to try to get yourself qualified for any of the things that God wants to give you. So let's get to the big picture of what I'm talking about here. Hebrews 12 verse 28 says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. This verse says that we are receiving an unshakable kingdom. And then Luke 12 32 says, fear not little flock. And these are the words of Jesus. Fear not little flock for it is your heavenly father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. I love that verse. So your heavenly father desires to give you the kingdom, to give you his kingdom. That's pretty cool. Let's think about it logically for just a minute. The kingdom of God can be defined as the domain or as the dominion of King Jesus. God wants to give you that. This isn't just talking about salvation. The kingdom of God is not synonymous with salvation. You are saved when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, according to Paul's word in Romans chapter 10. When you give your life to Jesus, you are born again. You enter the family of God. He clothes you in his righteousness. He puts his spirit within you. He gives you authority to rule and to reign in life. But living according to the principles and values of his kingdom is something that happens as our minds are renewed, as we bring our minds into alignment with him, with his way of thinking. Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That word repent means to change your thinking. We've got to change our way of thinking, bring our thinking into alignment with his because your heavenly father wants to give you the kingdom of God. It's his desire. It's his pleasure to do so. And so often I think that we approach life from a perspective of lack Like, we don't have enough. We don't have what we need. We don't have the resources to accomplish what God has called us to. And we put all kinds of pressure on ourselves. We try to qualify for it. We try to earn it. We try to be good enough. But it's not about that. But when we come from a point of view of lack, we limit ourselves. And more importantly, we interrupt the flow of the grace of God in our lives. We treat God like he's cruel, like he's angry, like he's distant, like he's always trying to get something out of us. Look, when you receive what he has for you, when you receive his love, his grace, his mercy, forgiveness, when you receive his kingdom, when you receive from God, now you have something to give away. The more you receive, the more you can give. Our perspective on receiving can be that it's selfish. It's actually not selfish because receiving what God has for you equips you to be a greater blessing to others because you have more to give away. One day, the disciples started turning children away that were trying to make their way to Jesus. The disciples rebuked the parents or whoever uh, the people were that were trying to bring the children to see Jesus. And uh, you can find this in Mark chapter 10. 
And it says that Jesus was greatly displeased that his disciples were turning the children away. And Jesus said these words, Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Amazing words. Jesus said you have to receive his kingdom like a child. We are sons and daughters of the king. That means that we get to partake of the inheritance of the king. In fact, Paul in Romans says that we are co-heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That actually means something. It means that we don't have to fight and struggle for position. This isn't an episode of Survivor. This There's a big difference between a survival mindset and an inheritance mindset. When we think like orphaned children, instead of adopted sons and daughters of God, we will always try to accomplish everything on our own. But when we recognize our authority that's been given to us by God as sons and daughters of the Most High, then we can actually rest in His grace, knowing that we have access to an unshakable kingdom that can never be taken away from us. The kingdom is the government of the King of Kings. It affects everything about us, the way we think, the way we act, the way we approach life. We have to stop living according to an inferior mindset. We have to stop accepting lack as the will of God for our lives and recognize that as sons and daughters of the king, we have the ability to receive of his goodness and partake in this inheritance that we have with him. This is not about walking around with an entitlement mentality. This isn't about acting like we're better than anyone else. That's so far from the point. If you missed episode 19, go back to it. In John 13, it says that when Jesus knew that The father had placed all things into his hands. He knelt down on the floor with a towel and he began to wash the disciples' feet. He knew that he had received everything from his father and his response was to humble himself and serve. This is about recognizing the reality of where we stand in the family of God so that we can put the goodness of God on display for the world to see. Your heavenly father wants to give you the kingdom. He wants you to understand the weight of the inheritance that his son died to secure for you. Wherever you are, whatever you've been through, you are not at a disadvantage because in this kingdom, you've become a partaker and there is no lack. It's his good pleasure to give. So we need to be willing to receive, not just for our own sake, but for the sake of the world around us. Because as we receive the kingdom, we position ourselves to demonstrate the kingdom to the world around us. All right, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you got something out of this. We'll be back next Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Central, as we always are. I hope you have a fantastic week, and I look forward to seeing you next time.